Hey there, when you think Klein Alley Show, you think easy, right? Mainly because of our looks, yes. But now when you think easy, you should think San Bernardino International Airport. Because San Bernardino International Airport is the best way to fly out of SoCal. Yes, we did it recently, and it was an easy, convenient experience. In fact, our friend Johnny on the show took his first flight out of San Bernardino International Airport. It's the easiest way to get out of Southern California. Trust us. Plus, parking is just five bucks a day. El Chipo loves that. And now, a brand new episode of Klein Alley Show. Hey there, when you think Klein Alley Show, you think easy, right? Mainly because of our looks, yes. But now when you think easy, you should think San Bernardino International Airport. Because San Bernardino International Airport is the best way to fly out of SoCal. Yes, we did it recently, and it was an easy, convenient experience. In fact, our friend Johnny on the show took his first flight out of San Bernardino International Airport. It's the easiest way to get out of Southern California. Trust us. Plus, parking is just five bucks a day. El Chipo loves that. And now, a brand new episode of Klein Alley Show. This is the world-famous K-Rock. All right, good morning. Welcome to K-Rock just after 8 o'clock on a Monday morning uh, this hour. Crystal Hefner will be on with us. She's going to be at the Grove doing a book signing tomorrow night. Uh, She's got a book about her time at the Playboy Mansion. We overlapped there a little bit when I was working at Playboy and she was there. I, I will be open to this conversation, but I'm, in general, not happy about all of these tell-alls that come out after the fact where people talk about... The mansion was nothing more than a place where Hef wanted to be around beautiful young women and we had to play by his rules. And it was like, well, yeah, everyone seems to have known that from the outside world. Like we all saw that happening. And I don't know how you didn't see that. And now after the fact, I just. Yeah, but some of the inner workings, I would imagine. Uh, Look, it's complicated. I will go into it with an open mind. I'm not going to victim shame here, but I am interested to hear what she thinks about it because I was at the mansion, saw a lot of these women that were all literally fighting to try to be Hef's girlfriends on a daily basis. And Including they didn't have you. a clip from you in the mansion. Milk me? That was me every time I showed up. That's why yeah. they stopped letting and me you in. you said, please leave. Doing? They said, please <laughs> leave. Uh, so we'll get to that later this hour. Uh, Crystal Hefner's making the round, so she'll be on with us. We'll get into... I guess the announcement just dropped, so here we go, Allie. Paley Fest, L.A. It's back. In person, Dolby Theater, April 12th to the 20th. And these are some of our favorite shows. Cast this year from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Nice. Family Guy. Woo! We got uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Nice. Loki. Love it. And The Morning Show. Uh, of course, they got other ones like Young Sheldon, etc. But we'll be getting you The Last Airbender, Avatar. We got tickets to get you into some of these panels. If you're into this sort of thing and you're a big fan of these shows, you get to sit there with the cast. You may even get to do some Q&A stuff. Um, so we will get you in. As well, every day this week, we'll get you into the panel of another show uh, at Paley Fest. All right, let's get into it right now with some 41, and then we will get into the hour that we have in store for you. Lots going on, and also less than one hour to go until we give away the first spot on the standby boarding list to go to London and see Death Cab and the Postal Service. It's part of K-Rock World Tour 2024. If you need us, we're here for you, 800-520-1067. This is Klein Alley Show, K-Rock. You know when you think you know someone, like you really think, I know this person, I can trust this person, this person's my, this person's ride or die, right? Like I can count yeah, on them all. It's got my back. And then they lie to you and you catch them in a lie and you think, maybe I don't know this person at all. Maybe everything I thought I knew about this person. And what else have they lied about? It, right. Because I used to take this person at their word. For me, that person was Vanessa. <gasps> I knew it. 
You knew that what you were being liar. That you were talking about me. <laughs> I was oh, hyping man. you up, Klein. Vanessa, I was so listen uh, on Friday night. First of all, Vanessa, you did terrible on the football picks this weekend. You went zero for two. You got both games wrong. Yeah, I know. I'm, Klein, you should feel very happy about that. Uh, for me, I feel relieved because now there's no. Unfortunately, unless somehow the Super Bowl turns into a three-game affair. There is no way you can come back. And even though it's sad how close this is. I think that if I predict who wins the Super Bowl, and no matter what points I have, she wins. That's, yeah, that's May- the I agree. ultimate win. Maybe I would have been okay with that up until what happened on Friday night. Because Vanessa and I ended up seeing each other out on Friday night at the Troubadour for an event that was going on there. Uh, our friends in uh, Wolves of Glendale. Had an album release party. They had such a good time on with us on the show and doing the Comic-Con stuff with us that they said, if you guys want to come out um, and come to the show, they invited us all to the show. And then right before the show, they said, uh, would you want to go intro us on stage? You know, we've done that before for other bands. So no no harm, no foul. Easy peasy. Go up there. Blah, blah, blah. Wolves of Glendale. Here we go. And then they added some uh, comedian from Saturday Night Live. Melissa Villasenor came out oh, there. And, cool. did, and she was real funny. And so oh, it became, she's great. And it became kind of a bigger thing. And they also said, and, and you know, not to pat ourselves on the back because it's not our thing, but they said that they, uh, they put the tickets on sale. They weren't moving. They came on our show. And then the thing sold out like right away. Really? Well, they were really funny on they the show. Great. You and know, I mean, that's the benefit, right? Is you go and you show everybody how funny you are, yeah. and that's exactly what they did. And I think they. By are, the way, uh, it's been a long. T- oh, sorry, sorry. No, they're, they're just, I, I they're just, just so good. Say, they're so good. So long. good. And it's been a long time for me to like you know discover one of these bands where they actually weren't like douchebags, and you know they weren't like they're like generally funny. You know what I mean? I and mean, they know what they're doing. It's really refreshing. Yeah. yeah. And I had never seen them perform live before outside of our Comic Con thing, so uh, I didn't know what was going to go on. And they do a whole show. It's not just their songs. It's a whole. They've got little things they do with each other. It's very funny. They stuff with the crowd. I don't want to give stuff away. If you ever have a chance to see them live again, you should go see them live. Anyway, long and short, the whole thing was great. So we're at the Troubadour. I go. I do some intro stuff. I tell some dumb jokes. Whatever. Did you I do this? S- yeah. Of course. Got to get the crowd hyped up. <laughs> That's what you There's do. no better way to get the crowd hyped up than that. <laughs> they so got to start somewhere. At the end of the whole night, it's over. Place is kind of clearing out. And by the way, they had some, like, I was actually surprised. They had some big uh, celebrities in their fan base, like uh, uh, Kyle Gass of Tenacious D was there. Oh, cool. Uh, the, the the radio legend known as Dr. Demento, the man Dude, who discovered Weird Al, was there. I oh, sent Omar a picture. I said to Omar. So jealous. I said, Omar, you're the only person I know that would even care about this picture. So I sent it yeah. to Omar. Right away, he goes back, Demento! Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I feel like Bean would have liked that picture, too. That's totally, probably yeah. it. You and Bean. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I sent, uh, at the end of the whole show, uh, the, the place is almost empty now. You know how a concert venue is after. After everyone's pretty much left, they yeah. start smelling the cleaning supplies and everything. And I hear, Klein, Klein. <laughs> and I look, and there is uh, Vanessa. Mrs. Demento. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's Vanessa standing, and I and I go, oh, Vanessa, I didn't know you, you were here. So I go up, Did you and say I, it back to her in an accent? I, oh, Vanessa, <laughs> it's like nice that. to see you. So I run over, I run. Yeah, I never moved so fast in my life. I go down a staircase, I run to Vanessa, give her a big hug. Vanessa's with a friend. So Vanessa, so good to see you. I didn't know you were out here tonight. It's so great you're here. She goes, oh, yeah, it was fun. And she goes, I'm so sorry. I missed your whole intro. And I said, oh, Vanessa, really? It's too bad. We gave K-Rock a lot of love, and it was a good time. And then she goes, well, I heard it all. I just didn't see it. I was in the back, and I'm very short, and there was a crowd. And she is very short. That's true. What are you, mm-hmm. four, 4'10 or something? 4'11. 4'11. <laughs> 
God, Thank he was you. so not that, much, that, that was far off. Nailed it. I, I, I was, was way farther off. I was trying to exaggerate lower, and I almost <laughs> nailed it. You know, short people know short people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like one climb. Mm -hmm. So uh, she goes, but I heard it, and it was really funny. And I said, great. Thank you, Vanessa. Which part did you like? Oh, you pressed her on <laughs> okay. it. Okay. And then she yeah. looks at me, and she goes, okay, I'm lying. <laughs> I saw nothing and heard nothing. <laughs> right, Vanessa? So you what happened, this Vanessa? Is true. Well, he was just so hyped that I was like, yeah, you did so good. And then he was like, and did you see the comedian? And I was like, I cannot keep up with this lie. Yeah. I was late, so I didn't see you. Yeah, I asked her like one follow-up, and she crumbled. The whole thing crumbled. But Klein, when at the end when they were saying thank you to everyone, they're like, thank you to Klein. And I was like, yes, Klein. I don't know if you heard me, but I hyped you up. No, I didn't hear you. I, but all I know is you're a lion liar now, and I don't know if I can trust anything you say anymore because you really, it was like too, right in my eyes. She looked in my eyes, Allie, and said, Oh, yeah, well, I heard it. I just didn't see it. Yeah. You know? and, and then I was like, oh, did you see the comedian? Because she was great, too. Okay, you got me. <laughs> you got, you <laughs> the got whole me thing, red Yeah, she's like, the whole thing crumbled. And, Vanessa, did you decide ahead of time that when you saw Klein you were going to lie? Or when he said hi, you realized in that moment, like, I'm going to make something up? I don't know. It just happened. Because I mean, I've been like that, too, where you, like, you're in the moment, you're like, okay, I'm just going to say this. And you don't realize how involved that becomes. Yeah. And then you realize, like, this wasn't worth it. Sometimes I'm just going to get out early. You're too exhausted to go through the story yeah. anymore. Like, it's late at night. I've been drinking. Uh, but by the way, it's really interesting when you see work people, like whoever it is, wherever you do for a job, and you see them like, and they're going out, like mm -hmm. it's a whole different thing. Oh almost. yeah, you're like meeting another person. Yeah, it's wild. Like I, I thought the, we talked to Vanessa every effing day for hours on end. I know, but Vanessa dressed up and going, ready to go out. Going out, Vanessa is totally beautiful. different. Vanessa, she yeah. lies a lot more going out, Vanessa. I That's what I like. <laughs> Julie Peppers on K Rock. We are Klein Alley Show. Before I was here at K Rock, some people know this, some people don't. I spent um, eight years at Playboy. I was the ugliest playmate in the history of Playboy. I think, you, I think you got the least action out of anybody who's ever worked at Playboy. I think that's very true. Hef was smart. He hired ugly people around him. See, I didn't realize the genius of Hef. He hired ugly guys around him, so he looked even better. Mm -hmm. Yum. And uh, so I got hired pretty quickly. <laughs> this guy needs to be around yeah. me. Did you have it was just a headshot yeah. and no resume? I actually met Allie, uh, interestingly enough. You know, Allie and I have now known each other almost 10 years, but Allie and I met randomly in the halls of Playboy. She was sweeping the halls, <laughs> and I was. Um, <laughs> it was hard to vacuum there. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of stickiness. Yeah. And uh, I said, hey, what are you doing here? You look like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 when the first time uh, I went to Playboy, it was based on like a sketch video I had done, and they were like, Where were you wore in the video? And I was like, kind of making fun of Playmates. So I was dressed in a very scantily clad yeah, outfit. Very strange. But looking. I was in the elevator and filling out paperwork just like all the other Playmates that so were funny. there. Yeah, they think, I and think, they were like, Are you, have you shot with them before? And I'm like, What? Yeah. <laughs> it's really, Wait, I, is this when you were like 3,000 pounds? Yes. No, was it at, was not 3,000. No, I was midway there. You were at your heaviest, though. <laughs> no, I gave wait after I got the job at Live oh. oh, you did? Well, here's the thing about, the, it was interesting, is that Allie was auditioning to be to do comedy for Playboy, yeah. and somehow they got her her paperwork confused, and she ended up in a casting call with all of the aspiring well, playmates. Well, they were like, no way, are you this serious? is the process we yeah. go through with it, everybody. Yeah. I was like, what? And it's, then I went, to, I was led to a room that had no toilet and a shower. Yep. And I was like, what I am I room. supposed to do in this room? What? We all know. Are you then, serious? Yep, and then they That's led so me weird. out of that room to a photo shoot 
area where they then took pictures of me. Allie's the only woman. And I was woman. like, guys, and you I just know. went along with it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't think this is what's supposed <laughs> to happen. Allie's the only one that was I'm here for the radio that, part. That, that went to the shower room and ate lasagna. It's the yeah. only time it's ever happened. So anyway, uh, Crystal Hefner, as you know, um, married Hef, and he and she was his wife when Hef died. Uh, and I have fond memories of my time at Playboy, so I'm a little like uh, I always get weirded out when these you know tell-alls come out and they kind of after the fact disparage right? stuff that at the time you have questions. You want well, I'd, look, I looked at it from a certain way, and I seemed like everyone knew what was going on there, and it didn't seem like there were a lot of secrets. And now it's all this. Soli- Can you believe this man at a mansion and all these young women? He had sex with them, and then they had to uh, have curfews, and they had to do all these things. It's like, yeah, I. I feel like I always knew. I didn't think any of that was hidden information. Well, I will say about but, about Hugh Hefner specifically, there are a lot of guys in Hollywood and otherwise that have these kinds of tendencies, but will hide them and 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 then portray this image of like being this loving husband and father and whatever. And then it turns out that secretly they are, you know, dominating and 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 power hungry and da 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 da. Hugh Hefner, I felt like, was very transparent about who he was from the beginning. That's what I thought. And that's the difference, right? So, anyway, we'll find out what we're wrong about, what we're right about. Crystal Hefner will be on with us after Cranberries, and she'll break it down. The book is apparently uh, releasing a lot of salacious, Vanessa loves it, salacious secrets. But I think about, like, any relationship, Ali, that you're in, not famous people, let's just say. If you were to write a book and it was going to be all of the worst things about all of your exes, couldn't you come up with a pretty damn good book just by those stories alone? Yeah, no one would know who they were, so they wouldn't buy I the mean, book yeah, and wouldn't no read it. I mean, yeah, no one would buy my book. Right, but, but still, like, you I could, think they'd buy a picture book. It'd be pretty good. Yeah, that would do great. <laughs> Especially if you put in that picture of you in the uh, scantily uh, clad... Uh, cl- I'd have to take up two or three pages for that one. So, uh, Crystal Hefner will be on our airwaves next, and uh, things will get downright steamy. After Cranberries, right here, Kayla. She's a playmate. She is the widow of Hugh Hefner. She's now an author. Book's selling very well. And a former co-worker of mine, Crystal Hefner, on, play, on uh, K-Rock. Hello. Yeah, you got started with Playboy. That's very interesting. Yeah, you know, it's weird because I know you're doing a lot of interviews to promote the book. And the one probably difference now is that, you know, I did work there from 2006 to 2014. And you'd been to the mansion many times. A bunch of times. And I felt like even though I was an insider, I was never at the insider at the level where obviously Crystal was. Hefner never married me. But from what I saw there and now seeing people that are coming out with books and tell-alls about what really went on behind the doors of the mansion, it felt like every woman I ever met there was thrilled to be there, knew what they were getting into, knew what the deal quote was, and still chose that style of life. So I can't figure this out. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like the the lifestyle was easy to get swept up into, and so after I left the mansion and had therapy for like five years trying to understand why I was there in the first place, and um, yeah, I realized the place kind of messed me up more than I thought it did. Like, okay, I just need to need to tell the truth, and by that time, like Me Too had happened, and you know, I was learning different terms that I didn't have before, like boundaries, and like realizing, okay, like things were hard and I need to talk about it because Hef controlled the narrative for, for so long and I think it's important for other voices to come out of that place. I always looked at Hef as a guy that I actually worked for as well as genuinely he was a romantic guy, right? I mean, I, I, your book does have some damning stories in there but Hef did have some good qualities as well. Would you agree? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He definitely had good qualities but I wouldn't say he's romantic. Um, I don't think there's any romance about you know, having to have group sex with a bunch of women. Right, 
Right. For sure. Crystal Hefner is on our phone right now. She was married to Hef. Now she's got a book out all about the experience that went on behind the scenes at the Playboy Mansion called Only Say Good Things, which is what Hef had said to you when he passed. Please only say good things. Of course, your book has good things, also bad things as well. And you get into some pretty explicit details about what the sexual situation was like at Playboy. When I worked there, the number one question people would ask me, and I got this question probably 10,000 times, is Hef really still having sex with all these women? And you said, for you, it felt like he was trying to relive the glory days, but he didn't really want to necessarily be there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like those kind of free love days were a little bit over by by that point. And he, yeah, I think he was trying to just stay being uh, the man and, you know, what everyone expected of him for, for right, so long. Right, right. Well, you talk in the book about how you had to have a curfew, right? You couldn't be home past 6 p.m. And, you know, you were had very high standards of what you were supposed to look like. And while that was going on, I mean, you were with Hef for a long time. Was there something in the back of your mind that knew this was not good for you emotionally? People who don't know you and don't know the story can be like, if there was this stuff going on, why didn't you leave? Which I know is a question that a lot of women get, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. And, you know, it was very catty and competitive when I was there. And so when when Hef would tell me things like, you know, fix your roots, wear a more colorful shirt, wear the flag, the Playboy bunny, and, or you're, you know, tone up, you're, get, you're gaining weight. When he would tell me things like that, initially I would be like, oh, you know, he's right. I can do better. I can, I can be better at this. And um, that was kind of my mindset. Hmm. But looking back, I'm like, wow, it was you know, emotionally abusive. But this book is published as your name, Crystal Hefner. That is your name. You did not make a decision to to change that last name. Is that something that you're going to do or... Yeah, absolutely, and it's something that, that I'm, I'm going to do. What about some of the other girlfriends and wives that have had? Have you spoken to them, and are they interested in kind of sounding off on some of this stuff, too? Yeah, so um, I know Kendra's been recently speaking uh, to media, saying that, you know, the place you know, was messed her up, and I spoke to the Shannon twins, and they were there when they were about 19 years old, and, you know, they're having a hard time. So I'm hoping to just talk with everyone. I hope we can all be friends, because it was a an experience that, you know, will never be repeated. There's a couple times I got into trouble at the mansion, and all of them were when I was trying to do good things. Like, uh, when Hef was dating the twins, I brought him twin mice um, because I thought that he loved animals. And uh, the twin mice, I didn't realize one of them was pregnant and gave a litter, and then there was a mice problem at the mansion that I was responsible for. Oh, my God, really? And then the next year, I brought Hef a bird because he loved birds, but I went and stopped at Petco and got, like, a cheap bird, and he has, like, really nice birds, you know? And the bird apparently had, like, bird flu or something. (gasps) Stop! Yeah, and Elaine, his photographer uh, had to basically take care of the bird. And these are all people I know that you know very well because Hef was very yeah, loyal yeah, to the people Elaine. he worked with. And a lot of these people were, were really good people. And this is why I am in a weird place here because I've always felt very uh, proud when I did work at Playboy. And I'm sure you did when you were Playmate, I'm sure you felt that way as well. Maybe I need therapy to go through my life, etc. And when I hear <laughs> after the fact people that you know are coming clean now with stories that are, you know, I don't say bad-mouthing, disparaging. I mean, these are happening, and this is how you saw it. But for everyone who experienced it, it was still a damn good time. And I got to imagine, if you had the choice of never showing up and never getting involved in Playboy, or doing what you did, and now being here today to talk about it, you would have picked the latter. Um, I think... I, I don't know. Like, I think I have a good story. Like, I, I, I don't regret my choices in life. Like, I think, you know, everything happens for a reason, but... Um, yeah, looking back, I think it was much harder, you know, when, when people can 
go in and out and just enjoy a party and they get to go home. It, it, I think it's a whole different experience than living there and being completely controlled by half. Yeah, I wanted to sure. spend the night. They always told me to leave. They said, get the hell out of there. I never got to stay. Yeah. But like, Crystal, would you like to see yeah. it live on? Or do you, like, obviously you have good and bad memories in that place. Is that a place you want to just turn into like a giant Chipotle someday? Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't, um, people were talking about, oh, let's let's have it be a Graceland. But, you know, a lot of the neighbors there wouldn't, wouldn't allow for that. But yeah, someone bought it and they're remodeling it. Um, you know, by the time I left, it was riddled with mold and, and so mice, I, I apparently. Yeah, and mice because of me. That's my mice. fault. That was my fault right there. <laughs> Allie, there's a crazy stories in here. Celebrity sex tapes that apparently exist that we don't even know about Damn. that took place at the mansion. Crystal, you saw some of them or no? I did not see them. They were all thrown into the ocean when sex tapes started coming out, but I did ask Hef about them and he said, yeah, they would record. And They got thrown into the ocean? Actually, is, that, is that literal? Yeah, uh, Joe Piastro, his head of security. Oh, I'm not love sure Joe. If you know him. Love Joe. He's he the best. Even R.I.P. Joe. He was the <laughs> best. Yeah, I sat with him uh, yeah. at, his, at his bed like a few days before he passed. But he was Hef's main security oh guy gosh. for a long time. Yeah, I love Joe. Yeah. One of the best. There's so he literally said, "I'm going to go take these to the ocean and throw them in there." Yeah, Hef asked him to. So Joe went out on a boat and threw all the tapes in the ocean. Man, so, so you can somewhere. probably find those if you look hard enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. I know. That's right. <laughs> and knowing Joe, he probably shot him a few times too. <laughs> before I throw him in the ocean. I have a feeling. Crystal, is there anything you want to say in a positive? Obviously, you go through the good, the bad, and you named your book after the one request that Hef had made, which is only say good things. But is there one positive thing you'd like to say from all of the Playboy stuff you did, uh, either or or Hef as a person or Playboy as the kind of iconic brand? Um, I think I'm just, you know, grateful for the friendships I made there, the few friendships. And, you know, it's nice just just to be able to talk to people that, had been there just just like our conversation it, it's cool it's it's some uh, moment in time that will never be recreated so it's it's very interesting Crystal Hefner, the book is called Only Say Good Things. You got all that sex stuff you'd want to hear about from the Playboy Mansion. Also those sad moments like uh, when Hef sat and said his final words to you before he passed. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he was just getting more sick and um, he had to have a bunch of IVs. We were trying to help him and save his life. But, you know, I asked him, you know, are you okay? And he said, I'm okay. And then that was the last words. He yeah. slipped out of consciousness after this. God, man. Wow. Well, I beat him and back him in one time, so. Well, there you go. Really? Is that going to be your last words? Uh, That's my last words. Those will be my last words. Uh, (laughs) To be fair, he he got up in the middle and left. He didn't want to play with me, but I still, (laughs) I took it as a victory. And uh, thanks for hanging out on K-Rock. Thank you so much. In the world, I know the Super Bowl's been set. Outside of that, not sure what else is going on. If you're excited that the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl. Because you do not like uh, the Chiefs, or you're sick of the Chiefs, or you find it's like it feels like for me, my entire life, I got to watch the Patriots win everything every year, and then finally, when the Patriots started sucking, now I've got to watch the Chiefs win everything every year. I know, and it's so frustrating. And it's the same feelings I had at the time, where it's like, oh man, that guy's amazing. God, I'm so sick of them. God, it actually kind of makes me miss Tom Brady. <laughs> In a weird way, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't like him I either. Know. I was it's... always so annoyed by him. But apparently other stuff has happened as well, so let's break it all down right now. Stuff going on in the world with your ADD news. Then we get you on that standby boarding list so you can travel to London and see Death Cab and the Postal Service. Plus, we'll give you tickets to see them right here at the Just Announced Just Like Heaven Festival. That's all coming up this morning. Grab your Adderall. It's time for... Uh, wait. Where's my Adderall? Uh, hey! Get back here! Go! Right, well, I just wanted to start this off by saying congratulations, Los Angeles. You have made yet another list. And I would argue this is the best and most important list to be on. 
Because, and I think you would agree, Klein, this is the clearest sign that you live in a town that is fun and cool. L.A. has been named in the top gayest cities in America list. USA! 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 It came in at number seven, so top ten ain't bad. Other cities on the list included San Francisco at number one, Palm Springs at number three, and Fire Island, New York. Which well, I feel like just writes itself. Palm Springs. What's the criteria that uh, they're judging this on? Most glory holes, that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was All funny right. because when this news came out, at the around the same time there was like this breaking news report about the bomb squad showing up in West Hollywood because there was a suspicious package. And I was like, ah, we always love to celebrate. <laughs> I was like, a suspicious package in WeHo, right? When this comes out? So I mean, funny. it's beautiful. My my wife was driving my kids around this weekend, and she there was a road closure or whatever, so she ended up driving right down that strip of Santa Monica Boulevard with all like the, all the, know, shirtless all, all guys. the bars. And my kids would not get over what they saw. They came home, and a five-year-old's like, and the guy had a dollar bill taped all over his body, and no, he's wearing his underwear. Did you forget his pants? It's always a party down there. It's always, always a party. He doesn't, it's she awesome. doesn't have to talk like them, Klein. Well, she, she developed the accent I, just by driving by. She has gay voice now. I, I don't know. know what happened. But that's the thing is that it is, you've even told me, when you li- when you move to a new city, Go to where the gays are. Yes. Because it's going to be clean. It's going to be fun. And yeah. it's going to be well ma- Everything's going to be well maintained. Right. Actually, crime for the most part. I know there's a little... When, but sometimes, you know, it's good for crime. Yeah. When I moved to L.A., there was some two different people gave me this advice. Straight people that said, listen, go to West Hollywood. Uh, there's, it, listen, you're going to say a lot of gay bars. So it's going to hit your butt. But this is where you want to be. It's, it's like the Pantages. It's going to slap you in the face a couple of times. <laughs> We're at the Pantages. <laughs> and now, uh, now I've learned how to... Now this is how I communicate with the locals. Yeah, this is how we got to, on the list. This it was because of fine straws. Hey. <laughs> hey, we keep moving up. By next we year, we'll Not in the fit. top ten last year, but this year, some Pantages drops. Hey, I've never been to the Pantages before. Forever. I go to Pantages. Now we're top gas cities. Good job. <laughs> All right. You know, you hear those stories about people being stuck on roller coasters in the mid- in midair, and you're like, oh my God, that's so terrifying. That uh, would be so fun. horrible. And fun. But yeah, fun. Fun for a little bit. But when you're stuck upside down for like six hours, that's not good. And uh, But I want to know if you think this is more terrifying, because I think this brings up the question of like, where's the worst place to be stranded? This woman went to Heavenly Resort in Tahoe, ski resort. She was, um, it was at the end of the day. She was too tired to go down the mountain by skiing or snowboarding, so she decided to take the gondola down. You know, gondola of shame. It happens to the best of us. And it was late. It was around 5 p.m. when the place was closing. This story's crazy. So she... Get, she tells a person, I want to go down on the gondola. They put her on it. And then two minutes in, the gondola stops and everyone goes home for the day. And she's just there on the gondola all night long, suspended in air on a snowy, cold-ass mountain. No phone? No phone. And Anna, I couldn't remember if she didn't have a phone with her or if she had a phone and had no reception. <clears throat> and she had no light. She said she had no way of seeing anything. So she was like in pitch black. And she said she lost her voice from screaming so much just because she was like, okay, all I've got is my voice. If I scream loud enough, some worker or somebody has got to hear me. And when it initially broke down, she thought, oh, I'm just going to be moving in five minutes. You know, like right. that happens all right. the time on a gondola. But then after like an hour, she's like, hold on a minute. This isn't going anywhere. And then it just gets dark and dark and everyone <laughs> goes home. And I feel like a lot of the people that work at ski resorts are really cool, but they're all like, hey, 
What's up? Yeah, like, oh, and, and I feel like at the end leave. of the day, they're it's, like, right, done. so done. Yeah, they're like ready to smoke a blunt. A final gondola check. There's a scary movie that came out, and Olive Hill saw it. It's called Frozen, I think. And it's about this exact same. This I saw Are this movie. Are you talking somehow. about the movie Frozen? Not the. There, well, maybe there was Woo. another movie with called, Anna and Elsa. <laughs> no, not not that one. <laughs> There's these two sisters, you see, and, and it one gets of really them cold. Has to let it go. <laughs> no, a guy gets stuck on, on a, a couple uh, friends get stuck on a chairlift, and the place shuts down. And they're sitting on the chairlift, and they basically have to decide: do they? They're either going to freeze to death up on the chairlift, or they have to jump down. There's wolves underneath them, circling and wow. everything like that. So there's another hmm. movie called Frozen. I That's think it's that? called. Maybe it's not called that, but <laughs> I feel like it's. Well, <laughs> somebody made that. Sure it's not called that. Got that mixed up and I, was like, finally, kids, we're going to watch Jake, Frozen. Jake, look it up. I'm, I'm, I think it's called Frozen. The kids are oh horrified. <laughs> They're eating bodies. each other. I'm telling you right now. Look up this movie. Uh, got, get stuck in a, a ski lift, and then they have to jump down. Their leg breaks, and they jump down, and the wolves eat them. For the first time in forever. Yeah, that, that whole thing happens. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. This is real. Um, you know, people order, obviously, food delivery all it the time. It is Frozen. Thank it you, is? Jake. Wow. Look, called Frozen, right? Came read, out in 2010. Read the description. Uh, Frozen is a tale to make the blood run cold. Three snowboarders are trapped on a ski lift as they're heading up to the mountain. Uh, Joe and Parker manage to get off the lift, but their good luck turns to terror when the chairs suddenly stop. Boom! Ruggie boogie. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. <laughs> That's great. Into the unknown. I can't believe <laughs> <laughs> That's one um, of the wolves named Olaf? Yep, that's right. You know <laughs> I'm going to eat you, sorry. Um, so, obviously, a lot of people order food delivery these days more than ever before. And every once in a while, you may run into a snafu where your DoorDash order never arrives. Or maybe the, the person ate some of your order. And I have not heard this one yet. Um, apparently, the DoorDash delivery driver was en route and about to deliver some food to somebody's house. And I'm not sure why, but they got they got into an accident and then they found out that he... Or no, he didn't get into an accident. I'm sorry. He got arrested on the way there. So, of course, the food still needed to reach its destination. For So, the cop personally delivered the order and here's what that sounded like. Oh, my God. No, you got arrested, but we wanted to make sure you got your food. So you guys have a good night. You guys are amazing. Thank you. That's amazing. So then do you leave a tip for the... Da I mean, you have to leave a tip for the Dasher through the app, you know, but how do you just say no tip? This is where I'm saying when you tip before the order is complete. Right. You don't know. You don't know. Right. And then you want to tip the police officer. And then is that weird to tip a police officer? Nope. It's called a bribe, but that's cool. I think they're cool with it. They they're accept like, now it. I'm going to arrest you. Let's get into a brand new hour of the show right now by making you a big fat winner. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the world-famous 
Call it 20. Let's go. We got a brand new blank standby boarding list right now. We'd love to put your name right on top of it so that you can travel to London and see the just announced destination number four, K-Rock World Tour. This time it is the Postal Service and Death Cab. That'll be happening in London, and we will get you on that uh, guest list, uh, standby boarding list, and give you tickets to see that show right here. You get to go to the Just Like Heaven Festival, so you got tickets for that. By the way, stack lineup. Postmaster Johnny says maybe the best lineup he's ever seen put together for a festival ever. He's so excited. And uh, we'll get you on that, get you into the local show, of course, and then put you on the standby list and see them again in London. If you're new to the show, hi. What's up? Nice to meet you. I'm Klein. There's Allie. Hi. Jake the Nerd back there. You got DJ Omar Khan. Hello. The original audio sniper. Uh, Postmaster Johnny is back there taking your calls. And Vanessa the Liar is there as well. So if you need (laughs) us, we are here for you. It's going to be difficult to get through right now. Later this hour, we'll get into a little round of where'd you go, how far'd you go, uh, other stuff that's going on in the world that we'll break down as well. And the second we're done with this one from Nirvana, we will pick up caller 20 and deliver the good news. Hopefully, it's you. Keep trying. If you can't get through, just keep on trying. 800 520 1067. Okay, Rock, hello. Hello? Hello, hi. Who, who are you? Hello, this is Emily. I'm calling from Claremont with my fiance here too. <laughs> Whoa, your fiance sounds like a baby. He, he, yes, he is really, really pumped. This is like his favorite band, so he's super, super hoping we won. Uh, here's the good news, Emily. You're caller twenty. Oh no way! Thank you so much. <laughs> he's so excited. I feel like he's chained to, to a radiator or something. Can you put him oh, on the phone? God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, let me put it on speaker. Oh, here he is. Sweet Dibbits. Hey, Bye Sweet Dibbits. Do you need help? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Someone check on that man. Do like a wellness check or something. I think he's like, help! Yeah, I can't tell if he's celebrating or he's injured. I'm blinking twice. Emily? Are you feeding him? <laughs> Sorry, can you say that again? Yeah, hello? Hello, yes, I'm here. Okay, is he is he Okay. He is okay. Yes, he's he's recovered. He's still a little jittery, but he's all right. All right. All so right. we can call in a wellness check. Yes, yes, yes. Hold on yes. one second. They'll give you all the details you need. You're going to go see uh, Death Cab and Postal Service at the Just Like Heaven Festival, and you'll potentially go see them again in London. Hopefully, we get to call you back in a week and give you the good news. Do you think that guy thinks he's already going to London? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if he knows what's going like, why on. Why is he so happy? I know yeah. it's exciting. Yeah, but it... But I couldn't. I wanted to have a conversation with the guy, and I feel like she's like, "You said your word. You gave your sweet tip. It's He's a, fine. Get back in your hole. Don't talk to him." Do you? Um, I feel like it's a weird thing. That's definitely a shift in in me because I used to on the weekends I would get super excited about like there's one thing I really want to do. Like, oh, this weekend I've got this thing going on. I'm really excited about. It. I always think it's important to have at least, even if you're doing a weekend low key weekend where you don't have a lot going on. You should have one thing that you're kind of at least excited about. Maybe it's a food you're going to get or, you know, someone you're going to see. But it's always good to have, like, a thing just because I think it makes the week go by better when you have a thing to look forward to. Yeah. I have a – I put a lot of pressure on myself to, like, I think the most important night of the week for sleep. I want to get a good sleep on Saturday night. It's all I care about. Oh, for me it's Friday. Oh, you have that too, though? Mm -hmm. You put a pressure on yourself? Like, I I want this to be – like I don't get Well, it's not pressure, but it's the sl- the night's sleep that I value the most that I think is going to set me up for a great weekend. It's Friday. 
It's Friday, uh, and I don't nap that much, but I will try and take a nap Friday. Then I'll stay up late on Friday night and know that I can sleep in on Saturday morning. So that is your thing. And if anything screws that up, you, you kind of have that whole, well, that's it. That was the one That was the one good sleep. Because like the reality is we, we see these stats every day. We're all sleep-deprived, except mm-hmm. for Jake, who and takes you, multiple naps a day. Right. It Every, is important. Everyone else is sleep-deprived, and that sleep is the thing that is the is the most important thing. Above gym, eating healthy, all that stuff that's, like, hard to do, that, you know, we all try to do and spend a lot of money on or whatever. The thing that we're not doing is getting that REM sleep. That's, like, the key thing to everything. Well, and they say that there's no way to catch up on the sleep. Can't that's catch what up. pisses me off. Right. You lose it, you're done. And if you, I saw something the other day that said, if you don't sleep good, if you're not getting your, whatever, eight hours a day, whatever you're supposed to get, some crazy number. Because, Omar, you're averaging about four, right? Four to five, yeah. Four to five, yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah, they say, like, for every year you do that, you're, you're supposedly aging 10 years. Huh, so I think believe. about that. So for every year... That you're not getting the, the sleep you're supposed to get. Now, meanwhile... Omar's almost dead. Yeah, that's yeah right. he's like the crypt. <laughs> Omar, yeah. the clock is ticking, my friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've, you've been so doing Jake this for So Jake is supposed to look great? So, well, Jake... <laughs> I do. Jake actually... I'm a pretty lady. Here's the thing about Jake. I looked at his driver's license picture from 20 years ago. And you can't looked, see his boobs in that. No, his boobs got better, for sure. <laughs> Definitely better. But he looks in the face and everything almost identical. Really? Because he's getting all this sleep. And by the way... You think about all of our lives, it's stress and this. Jake is kind of like, even though he you know, eats garbage and stuff, he's pretty like stress-free kind of guy. He doesn't really think about stuff. Well, that's because Jake found the things that he likes early, and he just wants to make sure that he's always surrounded by the things that he likes. But I His think dog, more, beer, good sleep, burger, But I think it's nap. the sleep thing. I think the sleep thing is the big part of it, because I think that with Jake and his little sleep, because he's getting, how many hours a day do you get? Add your naps with everything else. So you getting 12 a day? Uh, I think seven to eight. No, you're getting more than that. Do you, dude? You take four hour naps in the middle of the day. Yeah, and then I sleep like uh, four or three at night. Yeah, he's like a he like splits he, it up in two. Oh, that's probably not good either. So you're probably also gonna die soon. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sweet release. But is that the only thing you're looking forward to on the weekend? Not the only thing, but I do put a lot of stock in the set. Like I will set up the plan for me to get the Saturday night sleep. I'll start thinking about like I want to I want to clock a nice. Like nine hours. Nine is amazing. Would be awesome. If you, that, if I've never I get done nine, it, you, that, and that's my Friday. But I usually try and get nine hours of sleep, <laughs> and you, then I'm you, good. Have you ever done well, that? What time though? do your kids get up? Well, he gets up at six thirty, but Katie will get up with. That's him. why she built and that I'll rock sleep, box to lock him inside in. of, so she but, can sleep <laughs> in. He gets inside yeah, this rock he's box. He's trapped in the rock box. <laughs> yeah, play with this. Mm-hmm. But then you, the next on Sundays, I I get up with him. Have you ever been oh, able to it. get nine? Oh, so you split it? Yeah, we split it. Oh, on that's the interesting. That's good teamwork right there. Yeah, because she gets up with him every morning during the week, mm. and then she'll do it one more time on Saturday morning, so that Man. I get one day to sleep in, and then the next day. I'll take over. For That's Sunday. an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. The split. I never even thought about that. We're not doing it together. We, we just both wake up angry. <laughs> that that's, sucks. That's our plan. <laughs> Let's wake up angry again oh, tomorrow. And look at you. Time. You look great. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, 714. You did hear me correctly. You in Vegas with the Killers at their uh, first show of their mini residency, Caesars. Another chance tomorrow. We had a guy that won today. Mike, congratulations. Enjoy your trip. Uh, tomorrow you'll have a shot. We also gave away a trip earlier this morning to go to Tokyo Alley to see Incubus. It was part of K-Rock, you know, World Tour 2024. Mm-hmm. And congratulations to, I forget her name, uh, 
Samara. Samara was a big winner this morning, and already she's receiving congratulatory messages and advice, Allie. Good morning, Klein and Allie. I just wanted to congratulate the winner on going to Tokyo, and that the one phrase in Japanese that I know is, Watashi wa neko desu, meow, which means, hello, I am a cat. Meow. So oh, there you go. Perfect. Already helping listeners, helping listeners is what it's all about around here. Greatly appreciate that. You can that. finally get around town now. That's all you need. You got that, a couple of bucks, and you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, there's people that were on dates this weekend, and we like to ask these people where they went, how far they went, but not before some other preliminary questions. Let's meet the data in this exciting round of where'd you go, how far'd you go. Hit it. Where'd you go? How far'd you go? Did you guys go play bingo? Where'd you go? How far'd you go? Did you guys take a slow or no? Is this Rick? Yes. Rick, you were on a date? I was. All right, you'll give us the brutally honest details when we get to that part of the uh, story? Absolutely. Okay, we start, though, with a few preliminary questions. It's always nice to meet people that went on dates. If you were on a first date or plan on going on a first date, uh, don't uh, leave us in the dark. Hit us up on the DMs or give us a call so we can include you in this exciting gambling. We, we call out uh, where'd you go, how far'd you go. All right, Rick, uh, where'd you meet the person you went on the date with? At a uh, cover, no doubt cover band show. Was it No uh, Duh? Yeah. Uh-huh. I like that band, No Duh. They have a really big audience. They do. They're, they're apparently good. really good. I've seen some of them. They're they going to be headlining Cover Coachella this year. No, <laughs> I can't wait for that. All right, Rick. Uh, Ali and I will, uh, and, and Jake and Omar, will each get one question. You met this person on a at a No Doubt cover band show, and then you went on a date, and we will get to the where'd you go, how far'd you go part. But first, our questions. Go ahead. Um, okay, so when it comes to the Super Bowl, my question for you is, what do you care most about and least about? Is it you like the commercials, the halftime show? Are you there for Taylor Swift? Is it the actual game? What's your... Seven-layer dip. Yeah. Is it food? I mean, there's a million things to like and dislike. So give me a love and a hate. Um, love T-Swift. Um, hate that the Rams didn't make it. Mm. Uh-huh, okay. Mm. Fair enough. Interesting. Sports right. fan and a Swift fan. Jake the Nerd, what's your question for Rick as we try to figure out where did he go, how far did he go on the date based on his personality? Uh, Rick, when you go out to a bar, what is your drink order? A shot of Fireball and a Laguanitas. Oh, Whoa, that is fireball. so specific. Right out of the gate? That's how you start the night? Always. Man, I had a fireball night. The last fireball night I had, I was like, I'm never going to drink fireball again. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I think everyone has a fireball night and then that's when they stop drinking it. But you, you're their consistent customer. Omar Khan, what is your <laughs> yeah. question for this gentleman? Uh, Rick on the phone. It was on a first date this uh, most previous weekend. And we don't know what he did, where he went, how far he went. But we're going to try to figure it out. Yeah, Rick, I want to know how fast has it, uh, has it ever been where you met a person and you slept with the person? Was it a couple hours, a day, a week? Uh, like within minutes? What? Wait a minute. You're <laughs> kidding. You've met someone for the very first time and within minutes you've been having sex with them? Yeah, there's apps for that. Nice. Whoa. What are the apps? Seven Layer Dip. You know, Allie. I know. Allie, do you know? Why do I know? Is this your wife's therapy app? (laughs) No. I'll book you a slot. Uh, We all know what that means. Tell me which app you're talking about. Oh, are you a a grinder guy? Hold on one second. Uh, Is this a a date with a man or a woman? 
men. Okay, oh. I can see that. I'm picking that up, Allie, because... Because of the Taylor Swift thing? No, I should have. <laughs> that should have been a red flag right there. But no, it's because uh, I think that the people that are having sex within minutes of meeting are two guys. Because they both yes. have the... That is the... Yes. Number guys. one goal and objective. And guys have no no need for any of this nonsense foreplay. Sushi. Let's get to know each other. It's all unnecessary stuff. This guy. Or you can do all that after the sex. I get it, but I'm saying like that's. I I, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I could not see a man meeting a woman and within three minutes of them first meeting for the first time. I mean, that's such a one in a million. That you would happens. be such a happy gay guy, Klein. You would, would, your sex life would be so fulfilled. I know. The problem is they're guys. That's I the know. one problem. Ugh, if only we could change that. Oh. <laughs> All right, Rick. My <laughs> Rick, my question for you. Uh, pull that, Jake. Yeah, that totally. noise. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, um, what is the, the last relationship you were in, real relationship, was for how long? Was it a long-term thing, a quick thing? Uh, I was married for about two or three years. Man or woman? Man. What's better, gay marriage or gay divorce? Let's be honest. <laughs> gay divorce. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty great. I, I fight for your right for gay divorce. <laughs> I will be, I'll be on the front line for that one. All right, Allie, we've learned a little bit about this guy. He's uh, Rick, are you full gay? You bi? What's your deal? Full on homo. Full on homo. Have you ever been with a woman? <laughs> I have. And you just didn't like it, obviously? No, not my thing. Send her my way. <laughs> All right. Rick is a full on homo. His words, not mine. <laughs> he uh, gay divorced. He met someone at a No Doubt cover band called No Duh. He um, has claimed in the past the quickest he went from meeting someone to having sex was minutes. Crazy. And his favorite drink is Fireball. And his favorite activity is ball. Mm. <laughs> so let's get to the questions, Hallie. Let's get to the guesses now. Where did he go? How far did he go on this date, this weekend with someone? Was it a man? Was it a woman? We don't even know. There's a lot of questions here. So I think that when you met at the No Duh concert, you already had sex at that concert. I think that once you met, you were vibing on each other, and it was just, hey, let's go to the bathroom and have sex or whatever. So this was your actual date date. And I think you guys did a daytime thing. It was Saturday 11 o'clock, you did the bottomless mimosas, you did the brunch, it's and then because tight. it was a beautiful day, you went for a walk, and then you had outdoor sex somewhere. Oh, my God. Wow. It was great weather. I'll say that. It's a perfect day for outdoor sex yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true. Uh, Omar Khan, you got a guess yeah. about where this guy went, how far he went on the date? Yeah, you know, this guy likes like live music, uh, so I think they went to check out a band somewhere, uh, had a couple of drinks, and they went to Smashville. It's, it was it was nice, they get along, and they, yeah, they boned all night. Everyone's saying the sex, obviously. Everyone's yeah. guessing sex happened. I mean, I guess it's got to be like... You don't think so? Well, yeah, I assume if two guys are meeting, and everyone knows what guys think, if two men are meeting on a date, why... Yes, I would yeah. assume sex is just Unless, happening right yeah, away. Yeah, fireball, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I guess I didn't think about that. Oh, man, that sounds fun. All right, Jake, what's your guess? <laughs> yeah, man, this guy is a freak. Fireball's his favorite drink. They went out for drinks, and they had a three-way later. So it wasn't oh. just him. They had group sex, and it was hot. Wait, wait, and when they go out, it went to a bar or a restaurant? It went to a bar. Let's be honest. I don't want to be stereotypical here. So what are you going to do? Peck on the cheek? I'm going to. I want to go the opposite of the group here because you guys all said full date, uh, full sex. They clearly went rollerblading. That's obvious. <laughs> and we're all our all of our answers are offensive for different reasons. 
they went rollerblading because it was good rollerblading weather. Mm-hmm. Right, Vanessa? Right. So I feel <laughs> that they went rollerblading together and then they had um, smoothies, <laughs> some Froyo, listened to Coldplay, and then... <laughs> Had sex with the rollerblades on, and then still. no, and then uh, parted ways. It was not a, uh, it was not a match. What? That's what I believe. Okay, well, we'll have right. to find out. You'll are, be the only one who's right if, are, if you're are right. Are any of us exactly right, uh, Rick? Uh, kind of close. What? <laughs> no way! I'm telling you guys. Are you kidding me? I got, I got the you skill. You did rollerblades and smoothies, and then parted ways. Parted ways. <gasps> no smoothies. Oh, <laughs> were there rollerblades though? Not at all. <laughs> okay, tell us what. Where'd you go? How far'd you go? Uh, it was kind of like a uh, last-minute invite. Uh, I was introduced to like friends and family, and then I was kind of like, "This is not my thing." And um, yeah, part of ways. You met this person you, on your first date. He goes, "I want to introduce you to my fr- like close circle of friends and family." You get introduced to family right out of the gate. Yeah, to sister. Allie claims so you guys. So you're a have- lesbian. <laughs> You're explaining a lesbian date. Allie claims you had sex at the. Uh, she thinks you hooked up with this person before you even went on a date. Is that true at all? No, no sex. Yeah, Allie, stereotype. Look, he said I've had sex with someone within minutes of meeting Not them. This person. Okay, but a lot. Of, the probability is, if I meet somebody and you're both vibing on each other, just go do it. So you had no hooking up, no nothing. Nothing. <sighs> So yeah. was it because it was a turnoff that he introduced you to his family? It was all too much too soon, or you just literally did? You weren't attracted to each other, and you didn't have good conversation. No, he was hot, but the whole family thing kind of like turned me off. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I think you'd be able to do it anyway, though, Klein. I would. Yeah, yeah. If I meet a girl, she introduces me. I'll meet them all right out of the gate. Aunts, uncles. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Gotta, gotta bang your sister. Hand, shake, shake hands. Keep my energy ready. All right, thank you for that. That's uh, been Where'd You Go? How far'd you go on, Kara? Good morning. Ellie Show, you're on the phone at 800-520-1067. Jason, what's up? Hey, quick question. Uh, I know, well, first off, um, sweet tips. Sweet tips. Um, I wanted to ask, uh, since we're on the gay topic, would you guys be willing to do Let's Be Honest and bring that back? Because uh, I'm sure people got some questions, too, for Allie, you know? Allie gets to do Let's Be Honest in the month of June, and that is it. <laughs> It's a legal thing. And you said that with a flick of the wrist. <laughs> She's only and doing... that is it. Yeah, we... <laughs> we no more. No more, let's be honest. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get to it uh, eventually. Thank you. We'll put the, Make a note to let's be honest. Maybe around Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Do the return of that. I have a question about, be, you know, etiquette at a bar slash brewery and whether you think... Something that I witnessed is the worst thing someone can do at a bar. Well, a brewery is different than a bar, though. Okay, in yeah. this case, it was a brewery. Oh, it changes is everything. it one of those family that you, they, they have like play games and you, you can bring your dog? It's very family kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's one it? of those places. It's a place where a lot of people go to watch games and mm. they bring they'll bring kids, but dogs. Yeah, there's there's okay. not like games there, but it is, is it is a that, place where a lot of big groups come. Is this something that okay. Jake did that you don't want to say Jake did it? So and Jake showed up and ate my pretzel. <laughs> yeah, all right. I ordered a Bavarian pretzel I, and he ate good. it. I knew what this was. I've heard about this, by the way. Off the air, Ali's bitched about this for a week no, straight. I, I, Jake came, he asked if I, anyone was eating it, he ate the whole thing, and then he ordered something only for he himself. He said, what's going on with this pretzel? I, I said, it's for everyone. Yeah. You can have some. And then he, he ate the whole, whole pretzel. I, and then... already have gone. And then, I, and then Jake... And then <laughs> Ali claims then Jake ordered a, a platter... 
what would have been cashier, but a quesadilla. And he said, "This is just mine." <laughs> Someone tried to grab one. He goes, "That's mine." So what was everyone's was Jake's, and what Jake no. ordered was only Jake. No, I'm not talking about Jake in this scenario. Okay, okay. Uh, this I would say is worse than all that. I don't believe it. So, so we walk in and. Mind you, this is football, so a lot of people are arriving at the bars. They're trying to get those big tables so that they can all sit down, set up shop, order a bunch of stuff. Obviously, it's a very busy day. It's the middle of the day, but it's busy. And every table is full, and you can see groups waiting for tables to open up. Then, right next to me... No tables are opening up during a game, aren't they? Uh, what kind well, of idiots are waiting around? There, We were able to snag a table right when somebody was leaving. And next to me, there was a table that was fully open, except for one girl who was sitting there writing an essay. On a laptop? <laughs> yes. Had a laptop out. Burn her. She was sitting there like she'd been there for hours. The table could have held 10 people. Table could have held, yeah, 10 people. And obviously, it was probably quiet when she first got there, but now it's a full bar and everybody is trying to sit down and she's just sitting there and she looks concentrated too. Yeah. She is obviously... Was she having a beer? In, no. She had no, no beverages in front of her. She was huh. just sitting there taking she, up Was space. she able to try any of Jake's quesadilla or did she, he nope, shoot nope, her away? she was iced out. <laughs> but I thought to myself, mine. is there anybody worse than the person who is so oblivious? To what? Why they... Because they could be doing that thing anywhere. In fact, they're probably... You could go to any coffee shop. Right, right. right. It, it, that is a prime real estate table during football game at a bar. You're not taking advantage of the bar. Yeah. You're not taking advantage of the football. So leave. Get out of there. <sighs> The, the person who has no, no awareness out. enough to be like, and I'm going to start a new paragraph. I'm going to do a whole new page. She was there for was an she, hour. Was she even eating? Was she even ordering? There was nothing no with, food. no, there was no, Just she, wanted the table. I think she had had something earlier, you know, like a salad or something and finished it and then was still just there. Like she was there all day. She's probably writing an essay about how idiots spend their day. She's just <laughs> looking around the room. I'm like, what are you doing? Look yeah, at all, all these idiots. I see a man with a dog on him eating a pretzel and not sharing his quesadilla. <laughs> That'll do it for us this morning. If you're not, Nicole Alvarez will be in here in just a moment. 40 minutes nonstop K-Rock. And starting with Nicole and happening straight up through 6 p.m., get your name on that standby boarding list so that you too can travel to London, see Death Cab and the Postal Service, and get some tickets to see them right here at the Just Like Heaven Fest. What a lineup that is. You can find all, all those details, all those details at uh, krock.com. All right, let's do some takeaways and get the hell out of here. Okay, 818, my takeaway is if you drive down Santa Monica Boulevard in WeHo, uh, oh, you'll develop gay voice, uh, just like your kids. It's a great. She's <laughs> so, Daddy, you won't believe the guy with naked dancing with dollar bills <laughs> on body. With all dollar bills. That's what she said. Uh, 562, my takeaway is Klein is the weakest link in the in and out line. I sure am. 562, my takeaway for today is when you get new families, see if they're in porn first. And 626. Hey, look. Uh, good news for that guy. It scored. That guy just won himself a trip to Vegas. That's You'll have true. a chance tomorrow, every day this week. The Killers in Las Vegas. That's mm. right. We'll send you there. 626. My takeaway is Allie knows all the apps to use to have sex with people in minutes. That's according to the caller, so it must be true. Uh, what is your takeaway, Omar? Uh, my takeaway is uh, this. And uh, please do not talk. It's 12 seconds of audio. This happened off there. It happened earlier today. And you will thoroughly enjoy this. Don't play. I really want to get a diaper. Oh, come on, don't. man. I told you not to talk. <laughs> don't play this, man. Don't. It's, don't. It, come on. Let him play it. This is his time. You're humiliating yes. me for the sake of humiliation. Reclaim my time. Reclaim my time. What? He's making a political case. Right. <laughs> Just don't worry about <laughs> him. Come on, Jake. man. Okay. Now then, you got Jake talking, Omar. Fine. Play the clip. Play the clip. Okay. 
I really want to get a diaper for sleeping. Like a pull-up. Yeah. I think it's only weird now because we're not doing it, but if everyone did it, I don't think it'd be weird. <laughs> I stand by it. I also love that I completely humor you in it. I'm yeah, like, you're uh-huh. like, yeah. yeah. It, there's a lot of other adults listening yeah, now right. that don't like to get out of bed. Want to go to, uh, bed's comfy, especially in the morning. Uh-huh. You wake up. I stand by that. Maybe That's you- what we have to endure, people, during the breaks. <laughs> oh, my God. We're working hard really on the get next segment. Like, go ahead, play it. Uh, once again, if you okay. stand by me, you DM me, and we'll start a movement. Literally. I really want to get a diaper for sleeping. Like a pull-up. Yeah. I think it's only weird now because we're not doing it, but if everyone did it, I don't want to be weird. I, that's right. I think you oh should do gosh. an endorsement for pull-ups. Yeah. You could do a commercial. I'm interested. You're a big All right. kid now. Uh, Jake, do you remit your time still, or do you have a takeaway? I have a takeaway. Go ahead. The only blue water in almost in Omar's Instagram is in the toilet. That's true. All right. True. Have a great rest yep. of your day, and we will do it again tomorrow and try to do it better. Omar, take us out. That they 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 feel that uh, um uh that you know they that they feel that uh that um. I really want to get it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.